Hey friend, welcome to On The Daily. I'm your host, Danielle McCleary, and I am a quantum business coach. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a multi six-figure entrepreneur, co-founder and president of HypeU Media and CEO of Danielle On The Daily Coaching. What I'm really interested in is helping you live a life and have a business that is a full body yes. So through all of my education and all of my experience, I'm bringing you two episodes a week where I will guide you and give you the tools necessary to scale a massive, sustainable and sexy business using your intuition, wealth energetics and human design. What we can call it is business biohacking. So if you're down for that, then I say let's frickin' go. I'm so glad you're here. All right. We're having we're doing a joint a joint episode today. These are my favorite. We got Lissa Scott. I'm Danielle McCleary. We're stoked to be here. Welcome to our conversation. Welcome to our podcast collaboration. Is it the to our collab. podcast? Is it the On the Daily podcast? It's both. Spoiler. It's both. It's both. I love. I I really love episodes like this because I think sometimes you're like, okay, with let's do my show and then let's do your show, but then we both said something on each other's show that was really awesome, and it's like, why don't we just do one and use it? You know spread, spread the wealth. Spread the wealth. Um, <laughs> Here we are. You, um, I really love following you on social media. I, ever since like I found you, I was like, this girl is cool. She's super authentic. She's super fucking honest. And I hope that I can cuss on your show because I don't know if there's ever been an episode. I've stopped putting the explicit on mine because everyone's like, if you don't do that, it's shocking. I'm like, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. No, I was just about to ask you if I can cuss. Cause yeah, love Jesus, but curses a lot for sure. Yes. Um, yeah, I you're a whole whole ass vibe. I found your page and I was like, this chick fucks. Like, let's go, you know. And um, yeah, I've I've enjoyed following you too with your personal brand and just your presence. You've got Thanks. a bold presence on social, and it's I'm sure in real life too. But it's really fun. I don't know if my wife would agree. I'm sure my bold presence in my family. She's like, mm, we could do a little less around here, but here we are. Um, you, I, so the best thing that I love about your page, like we're both coaches, business, life, mindset, money, all the things. One thing that you like definitely stand out is you say you're a funnels expert and I believe you, I, I guess I am also a funnels expert, but I would never call myself that I'm like a funnels expert by I had to become a funnels expert if I was going to scale my business. Um, But I love how bold you are and being like, I am a funnels expert because it's rare. And I feel like this is something that so many people are dabbling in. I mean, everybody's calling it like this new shiny thing. And I'm like, well, just been around for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me about like your journey in that. Like, obviously you started a business. Did you start with funnels right away? Is this something that you found along the way to scale? Like how did, how did like really implementing funnels and becoming a master of them, like become a thing? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give like the two minute version and we can always go deeper. But when I entered the coaching space, it was as a CrossFit and nutrition coach. I accidentally signed 12 clients that summer. Um, and when I say accidentally, I mean, I didn't know how to duplicate it, repeat it, scale it, teach anybody to be on my team. None of that. It was like, I got these 12 people by the grace of God. Um, either they were friends and they liked me and wanted to work with me, or they were following me on social. And I had my Lissa Scott fitness was the page at the time. Um, and if you scroll down maximum potency's page far enough, it, it will be Lissa Scott fitness content. It's there, but, um, That's the best part of scrolling back. I don't delete anything. I'm like, you want to see the transformation? Just scroll a few years in the past. She's there. She's down there. For about a year or two, I had this page where I didn't monetize. I just shared my journey. And then I I announced this coaching offer. And so it was kind of like the audience was waiting for something. There was like two or three K following, like nothing insane. Yeah. Um, But I built a really good community and not ask for any money up until that point. And so I think that that really helped. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Fast forward, I pivot to life coaching. And then in a one week period, 
nine of my 10 clients look at me and they're like, I want to start a business like yours. I'm like, I guess I'm coaching business. I had gone to school for graphic design, marketing, web design, integrative media, it's called. And so I was like, oh, no problem. I'll take my fitness coaching expertise and I'll take my background in multimedia design and I'll squish them together and I'll really help people with their personal brand and their website and their offerings and their pricing and their sales. And then I was like, wait, I have to get good at sales if I'm going to teach sales, right? Right. So got good at sales. And then um, really mastered what I call heart-centered sales, which is like, let's please have more than one conversation before I ask for 10 to 15 grand of your money. Let's have like an experience on the front end and then set up a separate conversation where we can go over like, what would it be like for me to support you? And it's very consensual and every step of the way, it's like, do you want the details? Do you want this? Do you want that? Not just like, you should buy my shit, which is how like a lot of the industry sells. Yeah. So taking that and then teaching clients that like, when they have a really strong offer, they're doing something different. And mm-hmm. when they have a really heart-centered sales process, and then we then we need volume, right? So many people want volume and they don't have, sorry, I'm on a rant, but they don't have a solid offering or an offer mm-hmm. suite with low, mid, high ticket. And mm-hmm. they don't have a solid sales process. If you mm-hmm. put a funnel into that, you're scaling chaos. You're not scaling. Right. Well, that, right. and I feel like I, that's what I tried to do. Well, and also like I started in the network marketing space. And so the network marketing space is such a space of like, get everybody on your team and like, just do as much as you can and like text everyone all the time. And yeah. And like, it's, they say it's like duplicatable, but like it was, I mean, on paper, I was killing it. Like on paper, I was breaking records in that industry. Like I went from zero to the top of the comp plan in like 11 months, which was like, unheard of. And that happened. And then I'm still sitting there on Christmas Eve, like so full of anxiety, worried that the other shoe was going to fall because like, how am I ever going to keep this up forever? Like if this is success, I don't fucking want it. I don't fucking want it. I don't want to be on this roller coaster ride, uh, Mm -hmm. like being thrashed around by my business. Like I always say at maximum potency, like we want a business that you run, not a business that runs you. Right. Or other way. We want a business or a life that fits our business, not a business that we have to fit our life into. And so super important, but yeah, giving people the systems and structures. So I hit a really slow period in my business. Um, after what I call the 2020 craze kind of calmed down, like there was like a boom in online business. And then Uh late 2021 that fizzled out and people Uh were like fatigued from being sold to like, Uh Zoom fatigue. Nobody wanted to be online, but also like didn't really want to be like back with people fully. Like it was like a weird limbo. Yep. So there's like, Mm -hmm. as a business coach, people are kind of like, yeah, I feel like this is saturated. I feel like this is like that. Side note, if you say something saturated, what you actually mean is that the, the room is full of amateurs and it doesn't take that much to be among the top 10%. And so I wait, that was really good. Say that again. If you say that the market is saturated, yeah. The market is saturated. You hear people say, oh, the market's so saturated. What they're actually saying is there's a room full of amateurs. There's a lot of people trying to do this. And what I hear when I hear this is saturated is what do I have to do to put myself in the top 10% and just be like a little bit better than the competition? Because you're going to stand by a landslide. I uh, love that. I mean, okay. So let's put that into like practice, right? Like you think right. of everyone says like, oh, the coffee, everyone always uses like Starbucks as an example. Like there are Starbucks on every corner and there's probably also 95 other coffee shops around, but like you don't hear of those because Starbucks dominates the market. Cause they're like just a little bit better and they're a little bit more efficient and their drinks are just a little bit tastier and they have they a have little bit more of a brand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is really, really good. I've like never, I've never heard it like phrased like that before. It, that was really important. I hope everybody just fucking heard that. She just gave you, <laughs> she just gave you a $15,000 lesson in two seconds. <laughs> yeah. So it's like looking for those, like the 10% differences or the 1% yeah. differences and you stack a bunch of those on top of each other and it's no longer saturated. The crowd thins out at the top is what I'm trying to say here. And so mm-hmm. at this point I'm looking around and I'm saying, yeah, it's saturated quote unquote, but that's actually a good thing for me. That means there's a lot of people doing a really okay job. Mm-hmm. How do I put myself in a position where I'm doing above and beyond what the industry standard is? Fuck the industry standard. Like I want right. to be way, way past the industry standard. And so right. that summer I was scrolling Instagram at like 
midnight. I was waitressing a couple of days a week because business was slow. And I saw this ad for this guy who taught funnels. I didn't even know what a funnel was. I was like, click funnels are stupid. They look really bad. Like we're not doing that. Right. Watched his PSL, his video sales letter and was like, okay, I think I need to do this. And I was fully prepared to invest like 10 grand to learn funnels. And it was like 3K. I pulled 3K out of my 401k, 37X the investment with this course in yeah. 90 days. Yeah. Um, so another thing, like this is just a piece of my journey that it feels alive for me to share today is like, do you trust yourself as a good investment? Like what I've learned when I've invested in coaches and mentors, I'm a great investment. I double, triple 37 X that shit. Right. So like yeah. being scared to invest in myself has gone away. But anyway, mm -hmm. I learned the funnels when my business got slow and then realized, oh, I can offer coaching and funnel design in all my packages and really help people go from stagnant to profitable. And so, so do you do that? Like as like a done for you thing, like you'll actually build the fun. Oh, wow. You, yeah, you go in like that is, that is one thing I do not do for people. I will talk you through why it's important yeah. and I will tell you why I do it and I will walk you through the process. But I love that you just were like, people need to know how to do this and I'll do it for them. Yeah. So we have four phases. Like it's like, brand identity and message, offer creation and offer suite, heart-centered sales. And then once those three things are going well, then mm -hmm. we bring a funnel in and my team builds funnels out for every client who goes through the program. And that's like, a lot of people are like, why is your coaching program six months long? It's really long. Like, cause you oh. get a funnel at the end. Like that's a month and a half right there, six weeks right. to build. Right. Um, You're like, and I'm also trying to like weed out those of you who are like flaky as yeah. shit. Cause I'm not interested. <laughs> Amen to that. That's yeah, just so me. That's just me though. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you want a program? You want me to like private coach you for 30 days? It's not going to happen. Like, love it's you. It's not going to happen Amen. because I also want lasting relationships. Like you think about how, and I would love to hear your thoughts more on this, Danielle. Like you think about how you want to feel in your business mm -hmm. on a daily basis. That's something you get to decide. Like, do you want yeah. to feel chaotic and like people are in and out of the door or do you want to have like lasting relationships? Like mm -hmm. what is your attitude toward mentorship? I would love to hear. I mean, same. I, I mean, we, you call it heart centered sales over here where we call it building a business around your life context. Like my life context is freedom for me and my family, like the peace and freedom for me and my family. That's my life context. So like everything I do in my business and everything I, anyone I choose to work with, it's like, is this causing more or less peace in my body? And is this bringing me closer or farther away from the freedom that I want for me and my family? And if any of those answers is no or less than the, then I, then I don't do it. And it, it, that used to be a really hard process all on its own, you know, and some, like, actually I had like some random person you know, those people that like buy a course from you that very, very explicitly states that there is no personalized support in this course. And then they get mad that there was no personalized support in the course. Yeah. I had one of those recently and they're like, you know, some people just like need more attention. I'm like, well, you didn't pay for that. Like you didn't pay for the more attention. Like you paid for a, a self-led course. And so, um, but it's like, I, when I look at mentorship, you know, I used to be so addicted to hustle and so addicted to chaos and so addicted to outside praise and validation and like who, you know, who, what could I do next? I was always trying to do the most, the most, the most, the most, the most. And that infiltrated every single decision I ever made in my business, right? Like that infiltrated the way that I made friends, that infiltrated the way that I found clients, that infiltrated everything. And so now I'm like, when I look at mentorship, the reason I invest in someone like my coach, I invested in her for a year, like highest level, as close proximity as I could possibly get to her. I did it. And it was a no, it was a no brainer because a, I'm a good investment and I know that I'm going to 37 X that, but I'm also, I'm not here for this, like start and stop. And like this, like go and hundred percent. I used to be zero to a hundred, zero to a hundred, zero to a hundred. And I was, I was either zero or I was a hundred. And I feel like the, I always say like, I can tell how your central, I made a post about this actually. I was like, I can tell how your central nervous system is based off your relationship with close proximity mentorship and long-term close proximity mentorship. If you've never invested in something long-term, I know that your central nervous system is fucked. If you've never invested in someone that's going to like be there to support you for more than a month, then I know that you are living in this constant state of zero to a hundred fight or flight. And that's usually the first thing I try to like 
like help someone solve for themselves. Because I mean, you know, this, we've all been through this, especially you were a fitness coach. Like I was, I was a spin instructor. I was a professional dancer. Athletes, we know more than anyone. And we are so programmed and conditioned to be in this like constant state of fight or flight and like doing the most always more, you know, hustle, 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 always trying to like achieve something new. And the minute you break up with that and your central nervous system really has its, a chance to calm down, it's really easy to see what's important. And for me, like, yeah, I offer programs that are a month long. I offer master classes that are 45 minutes long. But when we're talking mentorship, like you can't come in my mastermind unless it's for six months. Like there is no one month option. Maybe sometimes I'll offer like a a short mini mind, but like my mastermind, you have to come in for at least six months because that's how long it's going to take for you to calm your central nervous system and learn to trust yourself in that way. Yeah. A hundred percent. The vagus nerve. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Like I was hanging out with one of my friends yesterday, Cody, who's a body worker and he's obsessed with the vagus nerve. I'm like, dude, you could make a whole business just around this, right? Like the body and you're the business side of this. And it's like, it's so interesting. It's like almost saying, Hey, go work on your central nervous system before you come and invest with me. Because if you do, if you get into a calm grounded state, like I call it all 10 toes down, like you're going to have a better result than the person who is like all over the place, stuck in the cerebral, stuck in the rushing, making impulsive, reactive decisions. I mean, that's the other thing when, you know, I'm a generator in human design. And so like, we're supposed to be respond, right. To respond, to respond, but generators that are out of alignment, they react, they're impulsive. Their decisions are like, my gut says yes. So I say yes, but it's coming from this like heightened frenzy nerve, like pulsing at a thousand miles a minute space. And when you do work on putting all 10 toes in the ground to your credit, then all of a sudden you can actually respond to the things that you want and that you don't want and make decisions from a calm place. And it doesn't make your decisions any less powerful. In fact, it makes them more powerful because you, you trust yourself to make them and other people trust that you're making decisions from a solid place. Yes. Oh my gosh. The ice bath, the sauna, the grounding in case anybody's looking for a tangible has helped so much with this. Mm. I think it's why it's trending. I think people intuitively, even if they don't know what they're doing, they know it feels really good. And Mm. decision-making let's talk about that. There's a few friends in my life that know that I'm actively working on this, like more grounded. I'm super grounded already, but I think we can all always be more dialed in and more grounded. And there's a few friends in my life that are so special they know that I'm working on this, not just make it like, I call it the gunshot decision where it's like, if it's yeah. not a fuck, yes, it's a no. Like you're just like in yeah. that super masculine, right? Right. And I don't know if anyone listening has ever had this experience, but you'll go and you'll make a decision. And then it'll in the moment, it'll be a hell yes. A couple hours later, you're like, that promise feels really big. Or like, I don't know when I was saying yes, that I wasn't thinking about this, like my health or my sleep or my whatever over here. And so like a couple hours later, you have like the equivalent of buyer's remorse with one of your decisions. And you have to go back to that friend or that contact and be like, Hey, when I said that earlier, have you ever done this? Well, I, I, yeah, I used to, but I'm also wondering if you're an emotional authority in human design. I don't know, but I am a manifesting generator. So I toggle back and forth between the macro and the micro very well. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, but that's just- a thing. That's a real thing where like, if you're not, if you're making impulsive reactive decisions, then you're always going to have buyer's remorse. And that could be, you either said yes when you meant no, or you said no when you mean yes. Like, and, and I think, way. and how you said like, you know, fuck yes or no, like, that is still true. Like if something is not a full body, yes, for me, then it's a no, but it's no longer coming from a place of like, "Ah, I got to make a decision right now. It's like, it's like, I'm going to take like, even if it's three seconds, like I'm literally going to just take the time and ask myself, is this decision going to cause more or less peace in my body? And if the answer is less then that's not a full body. Yes. So the answer is no. Right. Right. And so like these relationships in my Mm -hmm. life right now that allow me to say, can I get back to you in three hours? Let me, let me get back to tonight, learning to ask for that space. That's been super calming to my nervous system too. And then having friends that even have room for the answer to flop, flip flop, right? And you're an MG, you're a manifesting generator. So I always say the best way to love a manifesting generator is to literally say, Hey, you're invited to this, but like you can have the reserve, like reserve the right to change your mind. Like you want to love an MG, give them the option and like remind them that they can change their mind. 
Amen, sister. Because then they're like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm yeah, in love with you. Let's, get, let's get married. <laughs> yeah, so let's get married. I, I can always change my mind, JK. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and it's not like a flip floppy, like flaky thing. It's like a, ooh, like learning to just sit with things and the, the hell yes or no is the frantic energy. If that's the frantic energy, the grounded energy is, is this a fuck yes or a fuck you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I can really see, to see where things are coming from. You yeah. Know? I'm wondering, I bet like just hearing you talk, I bet you're, you're an MG, but I bet you have a, like a defined solar plexus. So I bet you are. You. Oh, okay. So you're an emotional authority. So, so yeah, I mean, I always say people with emotional authorities, your best, your best phrase is I'm going to sleep on this because a lot of time, because like your energy flows, I'm a human design coach as well. So like I could talk about this all day, but your your energy flows on a roller coaster every day, whether you like it or not. Your your energy is not influenced by the world around you. It's on its own timeline. So like you may have a lot of energy in the morning. Most MGs and generators with an emotional authority, they take a dip in the middle of the day and then they get like a second wind and they taper off. So I'm always like, don't try to make big decisions between like one and 5 PM because you're always going to feel drained in making that decision. Similarly, don't try to make a big decision at 8 AM when you're like ready to fucking go because by 1 PM you're going to be over it. And so you really do. Yeah. You have to allow yourself to feel that decision through all of your highs and lows like that. Once you learn that as an emotional authority, like you have, there is nothing stopping you because you know yourself so well that you, every decision you make is coming from a truly grounded, full embodied place. And like, that is the definition of magic as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Yes. And like, this has influenced me so much. It's literally in my sales process. I Mm. will not let anybody close on the call. I'm like, no, please go sleep on it. Actually sleep on it twice and get back to me within the next 48 hours because I need you to be all in here. I don't need you to make a shotgun decision right now. I need mm-hmm. you to go talk to your man or your spouse or your cat or your dog or your mom or whoever you make decisions with and sell yourself on this yeah. tonight. You talk yeah. to me tomorrow. Yeah. And people are like, what? Like, it's so yeah. counterintuitive for a salesperson to do that. And yeah. I'm like, no, you're not allowed to sign the contract till the morning. Sorry. And do you feel like the more that you do that, like now that you've gotten really good at doing that for yourself, do you find like you're attracting more people who can just come to you because they've already thought about it and they're ready to close right away? And it's like people are no longer coming to you with frantic energy because that is no longer what you're projecting. Yeah. What I think is interesting is there's two camps and I can pretty much tell when I get on the phone with someone in the first 15 ish minutes where they're at, they're either intrigued by my way of life and terrified of it. They're going to run the other way or they sleep on it. And they're like in the morning, they're like, I'm ready to sign my contract. Super calm, super excited, super happy. Just like peaceful clients. Like I always Mm -hmm. say, all my clients are complete and total stokers. They're just in the container, like using the the Shaka emoji. They're all going to Costa Rica with me in January. They're like, let's fucking go. They send it, but they're like grounded. They like their health. They like their sleep. They're not party animals. I love the culture that has come in as a result for sure. And there was definitely a shift between people who wanted to make money. Mm. Now everybody that comes in the door still wants to make money, but they really want time freedom. And that, that is such a better energy to be in. And and money, like I literally, I have a, I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll already be out, but I have a a whole like mini program coming out on this soon. And it's like, people think that like, oh, I have to want money. I have to want money, but money is at a frequency of gratitude and abundance and calm and peace. And if you're not already operating in that, you're not going to call in more of that. And if you do, it's going to, I call it dirty money, like low frequency like low frequency money is dirty money and it's never going to stay with you. It's going to be quick to leave you. It's going to stab you in the back where money that comes to you at a higher frequency, like, and, and it's not something that you have to earn. Like, I think so many people think that this like higher frequency way of life, this, like this culture that you're creating, that you've created in your containers, people think it's like not available to them. And I'm like, no, no, that's actually the divine truth. Like that's Mm -hmm. actually the standard it's just that we've been so programmed to be energetic matches for something else. But like, all you have to do is make a decision that like, oh, actually, like, I'm just going to live in the divine truth because that's actually what was created. That That's the way it was created was for us to all exist at that frequency. 
like, can you serve your heart out from a place of abundance or are you still trying to climb some type of a ladder? Is it really mm-hmm. like good question to put this into perspective, right? It's like, yeah. can, can you show up and just every day be like, I'm going to fully share myself, my passions, et cetera, with the world and my clients. And if you do that, like you will be compensated. The abundance okay. is there, but you're not serving from this place of like, like you have said, grind. Yeah. Or like I need, I need to sign another client this month because I haven't hit my financial goal. (sighs) Like I, I get to have fun with that. Like I've had a couple months where we're like, so close, like we've made like big goals or something. And we're like, so close. And I'm like, let's see what we can do. Let's like, let's, let's like fuck around and find out at the end of this month. And when it comes with that energy, it's like so fun and it always just like works and it works so well. And it's, it's a different energy than like, oh my gosh, like I'm so, I'm not there yet. And I need to be there. And it's, then it's like, everything you do feels like, yeah, it feels like a gremlin energy instead of this, like, you know, excited puppy. I'm in the goop. Yeah. I'm in the goop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Um, and that's something like, I I feel like I've always, to a certain extent, I've always known that to be true. Like, even though like I've gone through massive growth, like there has been a lot of consistencies, like in my brand in general that I I look back at now and I'm like, oh yeah, I've always been like that. I forgot it for a little while, but I've always been like that. (laughs) Uh, I would love for you to peel back the curtain a layer deeper here and talk about like what those business meetings with your team sound like versus like what they maybe used to sound like, or they, if, if they were in scarcity and frenzy, what they would sound like, like mm. when you're saying fuck around and find out, I believe that the, the words, let's just see if I can blank have done so much good for me and my business. It's like a playfulness to it, yep. but I would love to hear in your words, like what are those conversations like when you do want more that month or you do desire a higher level of income but you are committed also to not being in the scarcity mode. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, the conversations look wildly different because there's actually conversations happening where like before there was no team because Danielle could do it all herself. Like I got it. I'm going to do everything for myself. Don't worry. So actually the, like the biggest transformation I've made in my brand is like really trusting other people to be a part of it and like really like allowing myself to rely on others and to only have availability and energetic, uh, you know, energetic capacity for the things that I really love to do and offboarding and outsourcing the rest to other people who can be in their genius. Like for example, like Airtable, Asana, these apps, not my zone of genius, love using them, got no problem using them. But I kept saying like, Oh, I'm going to set that up. I'm going to set it never happened. And then I'm like bottlenecking my own success. So actually like hiring an OBM and like extra help this year was the best thing I ever did because here comes my OBM. Who's like, I love Airtable and I love Asana. And I was like, that is awesome you are from the heavens. (laughs) Like you have come down as a little baby angel from Jesus himself. And I am so grateful. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a big, that's a big thing, but also, I mean, this just happened, this just happened a couple months ago. We were like, I actually, I didn't even realize it. We were like already past our goal for the month, but I was like looking at the wrong number. And so once I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, like I, and I was like in Beverly Hills at the time I was there for work. And I, or I was there working, my wife was there working. And I just like decided that a really good place for me to work would be from the Beverly Wilshire Four Seasons Spa. Yeah, um, of course. yeah, that would be a really great place for me to work. And when I put myself in creative spaces, when I move my, when I actually like move my environment to things that make me feel different, I'm so much more creative. So I'm in this space and I kind of had this moment where I was like, what if we like fucked around and like offered some VIP days and what if we just did three of them and kind of just as for the full moon, like what if we just played with that? And I kind of messaged my team and I said, I don't really need, I don't think we really need to like do much. Like I'll just do it real quick. I'm going to duplicate this sales page and I'm just going to see what happens. And they sold out in 15 minutes. And then like, I kind of just like went into Slack and I was like, well, that happened. And so then my team was like, okay, great. And it was just this really easy thing. Um, we've done that in the past where we've offered like lightning rounds and we've done, like, I decided to do some cool things for Q4 where you could do three months of private boxer coaching. And it was just, you know, through, and it was always from a place of, what if we just, what if I just, you know, like, what if I just walked around and found out? And when we found out it was just fun. And it, it like, it came with no pressure because also, and this kind of goes back to the funnels thing and like automations and systems. I have a lot of MRR in my business. Like I have a lot of monthly recurring revenue in my business and that's my income. So when we do these 
little fun, like fafos, I call them, fuck around and find outs. When we fafo, like it's a cash injection and it's fun and it's exciting and it's playful, but we're not relying on it to grow the business. And my team is very clear on that now. Like my team is very clear on our goal is to grow the MRR. And I've always yes. feel so weird saying MRR now because of that fucking course that's out every time I'm oh like, I'm, my gosh. we yeah, are no, not talking about, talking about master resale rights. That's not what we're talking about. Oh, wow, we're talking here. about Sorry. monthly recurring revenue. Um, the yeah. OG. So the OG MRR. Yeah. I mean, and so building that has actually been like the biggest, but again, it goes back to trust in yourself. Calm central nervous system. I'm okay with payment plans where I used to get like a hard on for these big pay and fulls, which nope. yeah, those are still awesome. Like I still get excited. Of course, like you want to pay in full. That's awesome. Like let's go. And I really like my biggest focus in my business is building the MRR. Now it's not these like big, like little end of end of the end of the month offers or tiny little master classes or little programs all over the place like we streamlined my my product suite so much and it just feels better but it goes along with everything that my brand stands for which is breaking the matrix of needing to yeah. be in the grind all the time and when you when you have like over $40,000 of MRR coming in every single month regardless you get to relax and it gets everything is fun. Everything is fun. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. The, I call it the lottery ticket moment is like the cash Mm -hmm. injection versus like the paycheck entrepreneur paycheck is the MRR. Right. And I always mess up MRR to MMR because there's a radio station, my town that was WMMR. And I'm always like, Oh, sorry. I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. I promise. I'm just really into classic rock. LOL. Yeah. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) So no biggie, but the, the monthly recurring revenue and having that cushion, like I remember when my MRR got to 20, 10 to 20 K a month and it was like, Oh, the bills are paid. Right. We're good. Right. We're chilling. Right. 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 And now it's like this season of just being like, well, what else can I put into my flow? That feels like an expression of my gifts, inspiration, zest for life. Like it gets to be like me sharing me with the world instead mm-hmm. of being like, I need to show people that I'm valuable and charge the money and blah, 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 like that, that, that spiral. Yeah. Do you think that there's a energetic minimum that we need to consciously set for ourselves. Like I'm energetically not available for less than blank or oh, yeah. you know, that I will be pulling in at least a blank every single month. Like, do you have one of those statements that you use with yourself? Yeah. I mean, energetically, I'm not available for, I mean, I, I would, well, it's probably gone up. Like I'm probably not available for anything less than 30 at this point, but like, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, and it's not even like a, it doesn't even come from a place of fear, right? It It's, I would love to hear your thoughts on this too. It's really just like, oh yeah, no, we don't, that's a, that's a lower frequency that we're just like, not, I'm just not yeah. available. It gets a very easy feeling in my body. It doesn't feel crazy at all. It's like, well, yeah, obviously I'm not available for that. Hello. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think like for me, it comes from a place of like, it's a commitment to myself to not play small. Right. Right. Do you feel like your client? So I know my clients used to feel like I had a client one time that was like, well, I want to pay in full, but I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. And I was like, why, why do, why does that matter? Well, I don't know. I mean, isn't it like weird to have to pay per month? And I'm like, well, no, actually, I think if you're committed to something for a year and you know, every year you're going to pay $2,000 to be a part of this program, that actually says a lot more about where you're at in your central nervous system than like trying to come up with this like huge amount. And it's, it's almost like this, it goes back to, I mean, everything goes back to central nervous system, but I would love to know, like, have you had to have that journey with your clients as well? Like how do your clients feel now versus how they maybe felt in the past when coming into your containers on payment plans? And like, basically like, what do I say? Like burying down the hatch for the winter, like just getting comfy for the winter. (laughs) Yeah. I really encourage them to go low and slow. So for me, like my own journey with money, historically speaking, it has been a challenge for me to learn to manage large sums of money. Well, and I do better as a coach with a slow drip, right? It creates stability and ease for me. Mm -hmm. When that MR stacks, it completely calms me down. And so Mm -hmm. I say, you can pay in full if you want, but I don't want you to not be able to sleep at night. Right. And they're like, 
I'm like, what I, the question that I ask is what feels the best for you, which plan Mm -hmm. feels the best for you. And they typically pick the middle of the road payment plan, either the six month or the eight month payment plan. And I'm like, hell yeah. And I just celebrate them. And there really hasn't been a lot of like shame or questioning the payment plan. They're like, this feels really good. It feels like, uh, we always say a bee sting, not a third degree burn. Like it's uncomfy, but I'm not like freaking out. And that's where I want them. And that's like where I want my business as well. So my paid in full discount is not super juicy because I don't prefer it as a service provider. Um, it's like, Hey, if you want to pay in full, cause it feels good to you to have that off your plate. Great. Um, I used to think that people who paid in full were more committed and I let go of that belief. I actually saw a lot of people who paid in full, not finish the program. Yeah. Same. Uh, same. And I'm like, yeah. So that's why out of really- sight, out of mind. It was like a, but again, it, it shows a lot where they're at, right? They are, they're looking for these like adrenaline spikes. They're looking for these, like, you know, these like hits. Like these hits. Yeah. It's a <laughs> yeah. little bit cocaine-esque. Like it's a little bit of a, like they need a hit and this, that this huge amount of money, like spikes their cortisol. They get super stressed and super amped. They're excited for like 30 days. And then it, you know, the excitement of it dwindles because like having a mentor is not always Like I actually feel a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, this is true for me. I was really excited. Like you, of course you're really excited when you hire your mentor. Cause you're like, yay, like, let's go. That wears off very quickly. Like then it just becomes this, like it's as, it's as common and as, uh, consistent as wearing underwear every day, you know, like it's just, it's just what I do and it's no longer exciting or not exciting. It's really just a neutral feeling. And I think when people come into mentorship or coaching and they're looking for this, like, Ooh, this like spike, I'm like, okay. I mean, listen, if that is what you need right now and if you're just getting started. And so even just like getting information is just like lighting you up in the best way. I love that. And at a certain time, at a certain point, you're going to need to learn to like not react that way to investing in yourself because then you're always going to be on this spectrum of zero or a hundred and nothing in between. Yeah. Yeah. And like baseline, a life at baseline is not really my goal, right? Like I want to have the high highs and the low lows, but I want to be able to return to baseline and feel like, mm-hmm. Hey, Liz, I got me. We're yep. good. You yep. know? And having like my natural super- state is calm lake. Anything that happens yes. is great, but I can always come back to calm lake. Yes. Amen. Amen. So Danielle, before we wrap up today, I want to really make sure that I get to ask you this question. And that is about not just your personal flavor and the way that you run your life on the inside, but externally, how you present in your personal brand is very bold, very fun. Mm. Like your actual aesthetic on the gram. Can we talk about it? How did you get into this place of full expression? Like Guys, if you haven't been to Danielle's Instagram, she she is five. She is five. Go check her out because we'll link it up in the show notes. But it is so fun to see somebody who isn't just trying to look like everybody else or express like everybody else. Like you truly have a vibe with with the beanie and the pick, right? It starts, you know, she's a chiller from the get-go, and then it continues. And like for some reason, and I don't know if my brain made this up, but I associate like black and white with you, like zebra checkers, all these fun patterns. We love an animal print. We love an animal print. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, how did how did uh, your style develop and change over the years, and kind of where does that expression or desire to express so fully come from? Yeah. So I'm similar to you. I came from fitness. Like, so I was a dancer growing up, and then I found like my social media platform really started to build when I became a soul cycle instructor. So I was a soul cycle instructor for like 10 years. I was like head of West coast training and development. Everything was like fitness. And, um, that has evolved. Then it evolved to like health coaching and then it evolved to business and like spirituality and like all the things. And like, here we are today. So the brand has evolved over time. The business has evolved over time. But one thing I'm always very clear on is who I am and allowing myself to change. Because if, if I was the same person I was even five years ago, we would not be who we are today. Um, but the, the consistency piece is that I am my brand. Danielle is the brand. My businesses are extensions of that brand. And I think that's where we get a little, people get a little bit skewed is they're like, well, my brand is travel blogger, 
Okay. But like, what happens if you decide you don't want to be a travel blogger anymore? Like my brand is fitness. Okay. But like, what happens if you decide that you don't want to do fitness anymore? So the consistency piece has to be you. And Danielle's like, I mean, I, the, it's so funny. People always say to me, they'll meet me in real life or we'll talk on a podcast or they'll come into a container of mine and they say, they say, wow, you're exactly the same as you are on the internet. And I'm like, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I don't know how to be anything else. And, and I just think, you know, if you, if you come onto the internet trying to be anything other than exactly who you are, eventually you're going to run into burnout with that. Eventually you're going to run into an identity crisis. And the good news is when you just are yourself, yeah, you're going to get more bold. You're going to get more honest. Like I've gotten more bold. I've gotten more honest. I've care. I care a lot less now about what people think of me than I used to. But the one thing about me is like, I am a stellium Sagittarius who loves dressing. I've always dressed funky. I've always worn what I've wanted. I've always kind of said what I wanted. I've always had this like big hair. And why am I going to try to shrink that? Because I think often we try to compare ourselves with like people in our industry and listen, like you are you and people are going to buy you before they ever buy what you sell. Right? Like if you're listening to this right now, Lisa and I, we have very similar values. You've heard, like we believe very similar things. We are very different vibes. Like, you know, we have like, you are so beachy and so like just down to earth. Like you literally feel like an earth angel to me. And it's such a, it's so refreshing. And then there's me, I'm fire levitating across a field. And those different energies like are going to attract the people they are meant to attract. And so when we try to attract people based on who we think we should be, it's never going to feel good. And it's like, this just goes back to what we've been talking about the whole time. My brand stands for breaking societal society's matrix around what is expected and truly just finding freedom and peace in your own body and in your own life. And if I wasn't doing that in the way that I show up in the way that I talk in the way that I sell, like I, I remember I used to try to not cuss because oh, it might offend somebody. But I cuss all the fucking time. Like I've, I've always cussed a lot. <laughs> it's driven my parents <laughs> nuts. So my parents don't cuss a lot. I don't know where I got it from. But then I kind of had this moment where I was like, this is me. And if somebody doesn't like that, I would rather them see that through social media and decide that they don't like, I, I think anybody on the internet, you should either repel or attract people. There should never no, be anybody. Yeah. There should never be anybody that's like, meh. Like I, if people like hate me and they are like, and they're the people that are like unfollow, I'm like, great. See yourself out. Like I, I agree with you. Um, so I just think like when you play in that, like that vanilla space, you're going to have a harder time building a business than when you're just so boldly you. But honestly, I could say the same thing about you. Like I look at your, I look at your social media and you're very much who you are. And it's very clear. Like you did a real I mean, you did, I don't know when it was, but you did a reel where you like flipped off the camera and I was like, that's fucking dope. Like it's fucking dope. And I I mean, I feel like we probably agree on this, but why would you try to be anybody else? Like you are you and you have something to say and you get to express yourself and that's, what's going to attract people. Yeah. You restricting your light your gifts, your personality, your whatever you want to call it, your you-ness is an insult to God, right? And it's Mm -hmm. also like, it's going to create sickness in your body if you hold that Mm -hmm. shit in. So like Mm -hmm. let it out, right? And being a fully expressed being is an area where we can all grow. I believe we can always express more. Um, But yeah, the, the seamlessness of the internet to real life. Like I would never want a client to meet me and be like, Oh, you're like different. That'd be the biggest insult to me. Like I can be shorter than you thought I was going to be. That's what everybody tells me. Like, Oh my gosh, how are you only five, two? I hear that all the time. And I'm like, I'm always taller. People are like, you're five, nine. I'm like, yeah, I'm tall. I'm a tall bitch. Like, and I wear, and I wear platform vans. Like we get, we get up there when I put my shoes on, but like that agreed, that is the only thing I want you to be surprised about. Yes. It's like my height. Okay, fine. But what you were saying about repelling and attracting, it's like, I need to offend you if you're going to be offendable, right? I need to offend you before you're in my container, or this is going to get real awkward. And so I went, once I realized that 
I started to really even let some of my political beliefs show, let some of my conspiracy theories show, let some of all of that shit show so that when you get in the container, you're not like, I'm shocked. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. I, want I mean, to- and I've, I've evolved so much as a human, like just like in my beliefs, like the way, like when I had like an awakening, like I went from being like a very, very, like I was from LA, like I'm a, I'm a lesbian from LA. I was like as woke and left as you're going to get. And I have become so in the middle and so independent and so like, and it frustrates the hell out of people because people want me to be a certain way or they assume that I am. And like, I'm always the one, like, I don't, I don't talk about politics that much on my social media. If I have something to say, I'm going to say it, but I'm, I, I think, yeah, I'd rather you come and be like, I disagree with you. And I would never work with you because if you come into my containers, like there is zero, like there will be zero, uh, talk of anyone in my contain. Like there's a zero tolerance policy for like any sort of hate, any sort of rhetoric, like any sort of like, Oh, I don't agree. Like I can't be friends with that type of person. Like it's wild to me. I have literally, I've had people be like, I don't know how you're such good friends with that person. She's such a Christian and like you're gay. And I'm like, I don't even know what that what? fucking means. Like, I, statement. Yeah. like we can't even, I can't even have this conversation with you. That is a frequency that I do not operate on. And I, I am not available. Like yes. unsubscribe. <laughs> yes. Amen. Because so yeah. Yeah. And people will surprise you all the time. It's like, we learn one thing. If you don't mind, I'm gonna, I want to go deeper on this. Like we learn one thing about someone like, Oh, Danielle's a lesbian. And then there's like 17 assumptions that get tacked onto that, right? It's like, well, she must not be friends with any Christians. Like where in your mind did that happen? She must hate God. She definitely, she's definitely a vegan. She is, you know, she's probably super left. Like she probably doesn't shave her armpits. And I'm like, actually, actually, I, being gay is the least interesting thing about me. Um, I don't need other people to agree with my relationship because I do. And if I needed you to, then I'm looking for validation, which I'm not. You can believe whatever you want to believe and I'm going to believe whatever I want to believe. And that's really great. Um, I am actually plant-based and have been for 16 years, but I actually just recently started eating eggs again. So that's wild. And it's like, I tell people this and they're like, I don't know what box to put you in. I'm like, that's the fucking point. We are not here to put people in boxes. And the fact that like, we all want to come out of these boxes and then we seemingly try to put ourselves in smaller ones. Like I'm not available. I'm not available. (laughs) Liberation, baby. I am with you. Like I used to be super hardcore, right. And I'm leaning more and more like into libertarian views where it's like, yeah, same. you could summarize my political viewpoints with you do you boo. And it's like, let me do what I want to do over here. And you can do what you want to do over there. Just don't hurt anybody. Don't break anything, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right? And I know it's not that simple. It's an oversimplification, but same thing. I mean, people find out that I like have an American flag in my front yard and I have guns and they're like, Oh my gosh, How you dare must, you? Yeah. you must be pro pro life. Yeah. There's like, yeah. These things. And you're like, what the, like, where did you get this? Can we have a conversation? Can we have a human connection? Um, and can we allow ourselves to be fluid and evolve? Like what I'm learning about myself, I just turned 30. And so like, I guess that's a big deal with like Saturn, Saturn return. return. Yeah. Like, you just came you know, through it. That. Yeah. Yeah. And so I am feeling so grounded in the fact that I'm allowed to be fluid. I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. And those are, isn't it crazy? You're like, oh, I can be whatever I want. And oh, and when I thought I couldn't, I did that to myself. That's a box I put myself in. So if that's the case, then I can probably get myself out of that box. One of the things that I always say, and I think I say this a lot on my, my show. And so I want to share it with your network. When I, um, I always say like, as a human consciousness, I think we're here to evolve, (gasps) ascend. Oh my gosh. My dog is deciding that she is saying hello to everyone. Uh, I have a Husky and she says she talks like she's one of the talking Huskies. Like she could have her own Instagram. I'm sure of it. Um, anywho, profile. Oh yeah. Like she's, she's hilarious, but they, so I I would say like as a human consciousness, like we're here to evolve, ascend, become right. Like all these things, Christians call it like this, you know, we're here to, we're here to get closer to Jesus. Like people that believe in the universe are here. We're like evolving our consciousness. We're ascending our consciousness. We're raising our vibration, whatever you want to call it. I do believe that that's what we're here for. And so if we put that in terms of a race, we're all running this race and there's a finish line up ahead and it doesn't really matter. Like ideally I could be running that race 
you could be sprinting that race. This guy over here could be jogging that race. All of that's okay, right? Because we're all moving towards the finish line and where we get lost. And I think this could, we could talk about this in terms of business. We could talk about this in terms of religion, politics, whatever it is. What we see happen is the guy that's sprinting is yelling at everybody saying the sprinting is the only way to get there. And then you have the guy that's crawling saying the same thing, that crawling is the only way to get there. Well, now you have all these joggers in the middle, like looking right and left being like, well, which way, what am I supposed to do? And now we're not moving forward because we're distracted. And I actually think that like, you know, when we talk about demographics and when we talk about like, you know, who, who you can like get on your team or whose side you're on, that is all divisive and divisiveness is distraction. And if we're distracted, we're not moving forward. And so like, I don't ever market things by demographic because I think demographics divide people. I think psychographics unite people. It's like more like, what do you believe in? What do you care about? And ultimately, like if I'm jogging, anybody who wants to jog with me is more than welcome to jog with me. And I will encourage you along the way. And if along the way you decide, you know what, I'm going to go sprint. I'm like, great. I'll see you at the finish line. Like, let's just get there. And so I think like, if anybody is struggling with this, where you're like trying to get people to like, see things your way, the real question is like, why do you feel like you need that? Like what validation piece are you still needing that you feel like you can't run your own race unless someone's running with you? Because that is that's the lie. That's the story that you can switch. And once you switch that, everything changes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so rich. Like just hearing you say that I just dropped into how I relate to my family and a lot of them jog and I sprint or I sprint and they jog, however you want to say it. We, we have the same underlying value system. We come from a good place. Like Mm -hmm. there's, there's overlap there, but I had to accept a long time ago that like my pace of life is going to look different in a lot of ways. Right. And Oh, then our parents for sure. I mean, and I always say we're different computer operating systems. Like they're running on DOS and we're running on iOS. And it's like to try to get DOS to run like iOS, A, it's not even the same system. B, it was created at a time when we didn't have the same resources that the iOS has. So it's like, why are we trying to get each other? In fact, we should just be really grateful for DOS because without DOS, we wouldn't be iOS. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, one day my mom got all teared up and she said, Lissa, my only hope is that you stand on my shoulders. And I was like, I See? love you so much. Like, yeah. they know that. They know we stand that. on now- every generation that came before us. And like, I don't, uh, I mean, I say this with my mom all the time. She's like, my mom makes these really cute baby blankets. And I'm all, I used to try to get her to like start a business. Cause I'm like, mom, you could be selling these. And she like spends hours on them and then gives them away for free, but she's just never going to. And I started to realize like, it's a different system. It's a different, it's a different time. And thank goodness, because I stand on that now. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good thing. Yeah. You are just such a gem. Like, I feel like we could, we could keep talking for hours and hours and hours, but y'all like, this is the importance of surrounding yourself with people that are moving in the direction you're moving with. Like when you start to release and break up with some of these like ideas of who you should be hanging around with or who you should be following. And you really just start to follow people that like align with your soul. Then you get to have these really cool conversations and these soul connections, you know, like I would have felt like I've known you forever. And it's like, we met literally an hour ago on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I have an open door policy of life. One of my college roommates told me, Leslie, you don't even have a door. You're just a beaded curtain. Just Mm -hmm. people just waltz on in. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's very, the dynamic I try to create with people is just very welcoming and very like, Hey, what's up? Let's chat. You know, what you see is what you get kind of vibe. And then of course we have healthy limits and boundaries for how people conduct themselves in friendships and in our space. But it's, um, I'm glad that you felt grounded and connected from the get-go because I definitely did too, even when we were in the DMs. And so this yeah. has been- a- When's your birthday? My birthday's September 18th. She's a Virgo. That's why. A Virgo, baby. It's the earth. It's the earth. It's the earth. Oh yeah. It's the earth. It's the earth. It's the ground. Um, well, y'all, um, I'm sure like- all of our information is going to be in all the show notes. If you're on my show, you know my information, but I'm going to put Lissa's all of her, her podcast. I'm going to put her social media. I'm going to put everything in our show notes. I'm sure okay, yeah, yes. you'll do the same and, um, you know, just go out there and like, be bold, be you, be great, be all the things that you want to be. And don't really worry about how anybody else feels about it. Go rip on it, babies. Such a ah, I love it. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what to do, but you should go follow Danielle. So what a great day. 
Enjoy. Yeah. And see you guys next week. Woo. Bye, y'all.